Hello and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast, I'm Ben James. I'm sure you've seen the title of the episode by now and you're just as excited to hear from Rob Howley as we were to speak to him after his return to the Wales coaching setup. Unfortunately there was a slight technical issue, uh, one of the cables on my microphone went a little bit awry during the recording. We have managed to sort of salvage some of the audio, um, but the quality isn't as good as we would have liked it. Hopefully, though, it still makes for a good listen, and, and Rob speaks very well. So without further ado, we'll, uh, we'll stop listening to me speaking on, thankfully, a little bit better audio this time, and we'll get straight into the episode. Hello and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast. I'm your host, Ben James. I'm joined by Stefan Thomas in a very special room, the Ray Gravel Suite, at the Principality Stadium. And we're joined by a very special guest, Rob Howley. Rob, welcome back. Thank you, Ben. It's just a remarkable day for you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, I didn't think this probably was going to happen, uh, you know, 12 months ago and four years ago. Uh as I've said earlier, I think that uh, the chairman, Richard, and acting CEO, Nigel, have been absolutely outstanding over the the process. And uh, it was only yesterday I found out, uh, having gone through the under-20 uh, sort of coaching role interview process, I found out yesterday when uh, the board said I was able to come back. So uh, it's been a very surreal last 24 hours, really, but uh, one that has been celebrated in the Howley household and uh, a lot of smiling faces. Well, that's the thing you said in the press conference just now. You haven't had a real chance to celebrate it, Jesse. I'm sure that'll come on the weekend. Will that'll it? definitely come on the weekend. Uh, I'm going to watch Pretend in Newport this evening. Uh, Pretend's my old club. Uh, I spent a couple of <clears throat> last couple of weeks watching uh, Pretend and uh, just keeping my sort of eye in with uh, young talent coming through. And uh, it's good to watch club rugby, you know. I imagine that's going to be a lovely experience for you in terms of you're going back to Bridgend now as as a Wales coach once again, you know. Yeah, I've, I think over the last four years when I've come back from Canada on occasions, I've always gone to Bridgend. There's a lot of familiar faces and people who I know and a lot of good friends who, you know, who have supported me as well. And uh, it's just nice to watch rugby and relax. And uh, I think it'll be, be a little bit different tonight. Uh, I think Bridgend played Newport, so... Uh, yeah, it's just nice to go back to a club which uh, gave me the opportunity uh, to play rugby. And uh, I think that uh, I've always remembered they've played a huge part in my career and uh, it's important that you, your roots uh, are remembered and uh, I go back as often as I can. You mentioned it was a surreal play for hours. Um, it's all been capped now. You're having a selection meeting over there. What is their feeling? Yeah, I'm sat in Warren Gatlin's uh, chair quite literally, so... Uh... Is he giving you the starting 15 now for, for Scotland? No, 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 not yet, but I'm sure that that conversation from Steph will come at some stage. But, uh, yeah, look, I think, it's, honestly, I it's, can't believe it. Can't believe it. So in, in terms of the, the new job, obviously you'd be co- in, in Warren's um, senior coaching team and working with the 20s and the pathways. How Can you explain how it's going to work in real terms, in terms of, what what part of the coaching will you be doing, and and obviously the twenty side of it? Yeah, so with with the national team, and uh, obviously uh, spoke to Warren and sort of looking after uh, 
the sort of unstructured part of the game, kick receptions, you know, the landscape of international rugby now, you know, it's a lot of unstructured play. I think the challenge is trying to get structured play uh, and our structured play was outstanding in, in the World Cup. So looking after the unstructured part, kick receptions, turnovers, uh, looking at the contact area from a back's perspective, uh, which I did in my last role as well when I worked with Wales. Uh, with the backs, uh, looking at front five, working with the front five and basic skills and <clears throat> some catch-pass stuff. Uh, and also then uh, probably uh, supporting and aiding uh, Alex King, who obviously had a great relationship with uh, back in 2017 uh, when we worked together uh, when Ron was with the Lions. Yeah, obviously we, we've seen um, the re at so far regional level this season a lot of young players getting opportunities. Um, you know, you, you look at Cardiff on the weekend, like some Mackenzie Martin, Evan Daniel, like players really standing up. But what, what do you make of? Um, are you excited by the young talent that you've seen so far? Our talent pool. What, what's what's your general thoughts on that? Yeah, look, I don't think you know it, we've never shied away from giving young talent the opportunity and. Uh, you know, going back, uh, you know, whether it's a George North, uh, a Lee Halfpenny, you know, they were very young coming into the international arena. And I think, you know, on the back of that, sometimes they hadn't played as many games in the URC uh, or the old uh, the Celtic uh, structure. But, but now we're seeing young players being selected, obviously, in terms of the reset in the regions. And that's totally understandable. But then that that enables our pathway to get stronger, and uh, you know that that other element of the role working with uh, Richard, uh, you know, just speaking to him this morning in terms of his his passion. You look at his CV. You know, he's been in many roles, and yeah, Richard mentioned about your coaching journey. Uh, you know, my coaching journey's probably been on the international sort of uh, journey, and. 160 test matches later, you know, you're still around and being able to talk about those experiences. And I think that Richard offers that d a difference. And I think that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm there to support him and align. We all have our rugby and coaching philosophies. And I think that, uh, you know, Richard, through his own experiences, has got his coaching philosophy. And hopefully we're able to align the national structure uh, it can be very generic. It can be in terms of, you know, same calls, etc. Uh, but it can also be very different in terms of, you know, the contact area and what we're looking for in the contact area. And I think the biggest challenge, Steph, in terms of international rugby is when players step up, uh, you know, that intensity, the speed uh, and just the fundamentals of the game, what is needed at the top. And hopefully trying to, and not hopefully working on, the skill required, uh, the one-step pass, staying square, you know, when we've got a three-on-two, two-on-one, all those elements working on under pressure. And I think that that's the sort of role I'm looking forward to working with uh, Richard. Speaking of rugby philosophy, you actually mentioned up here at the top table, rugby chaos sort of makes yeah. its return. And you sort of spoke about bringing that pressure down to the under-20s level. I guess that's a, the, a massive part of what you want to do, isn't it? You're just exposing them to that. That's all about chaos and that, that pressure. One hundred percent, and that can only benefit uh, the team. Uh, you know, when you get into those moments in the game, it's you know, in the international game, you may have one chance, or one line out, one scrum, and you have to take it. And I think those messages, uh, if we're able to uh, give those messages much earlier to to uh, young athletes at the age, even eighteens and twenties, and 
you know, your rugby chaos for me is putting players under pressure, less time to make decisions, and we try to create chaos. And then they then say, well, we need composure and sort of get them to understand that you play rugby on your terms, not on the opposition terms. And I think trying to get those little messages across at a younger age would help them then when they sort of transcend into uh, the international game. During your your time um, away from the game and with Canada, were you able to sort of like um, up upskill yourself as well? Going, were you going around talking to different coaches and and just try? I, I imagine all coaches do that during their time off, and they try and learn more and bring something different. Yeah, uh, I think uh, having like my my role with Canada and then with uh, the the Toronto Arrows, and I think them being a consultant and having a persuasive nature about you as a consultant and upskilling in terms of working on the defensive element of the game, the uh, contact area. So over the last four years, I've experienced uh, working with Rugby Canada. You know, I think early on in sort of 2020-21, we lost our defence coach and we stepped in, uh, you know, myself and Kingsley. And I think it's really important you work as a team, as a coaching team. I think when you work together as a team, you gain that trust. Uh, you get one message, which is so important when you talk about winning teams. So that upskilling for myself and uh, you know my time in Canada, I, I didn't go into other sports. I did that sort of whilst I was with Wales at the time, if that makes sense. So uh, I'm just looking forward, Steph, to come back and hopefully, you know, coaches almost say about adding value. Uh, you know, the experience I had and what I'm really looking forward to is working with Richard. Uh, you know, and I, first time I met him this morning, uh, you know, amazing, you know, and I, I feel that the what the union have created is quite unique. Uh, and I, I'm sort of unsure whether it's happening in Scotland or in Ireland or England, I'm not too sure. But I just believe that what we're able to hopefully help players and support players and also support coaches and develop coaches and uh, I, I'm really looking forward to it. and the challenge for me is time management of course yeah. uh, is obviously you know within the Six Nations the under 20s is on at the same time but that that's for me to manage and Warren Gatlin to manage that as well as well as myself and Richard yeah you know you know you look, you look in terms of the senior squad obviously um, you know, did well to get out of the pool. Um, they probably were disappointed. They, they didn't take their opportunities against Argentina. But even though there's a lot of older players that have moved on, like Dan Bigger and, and, and obviously Gareth Anscombe, is obviously there was still a really young feel to it. A lot of younger players stood up. Um, is the message that from the coach is going to be that the World Cup was just the beginning and that you can go on to achieve better things over the next four years? Yeah, I think so. I think that, you know, when I spoke to Warren, not over the last sort of couple of weeks, but maybe just before the World Cup, he had a, a sort of 2011 feel about the group of players. And uh, I think that what, what, what really happens, you know, having lost to South Africa in uh, you know 2015, the quarterfinal, you benefit from that World Cup experience in terms of the training. The boys have been to uh, Switzerland and all of a sudden they come back well. You know, the regions and Wales benefit from that going into the Six Nations. And generally, hopefully I'm right in this in terms of, you know, the Six Nations after World Cup, you know, because of they've been in contact with the national team for a period of time. 
uh, doing the preparation that we benefit when they come into camp in 224, you know. Are there any young players so far that, that you've seen so far that you're really excited to work with, or, or even people that were outside the squad who, who you, yeah. you know, you're quite excited by? I'm, I'm really mindful of giving you names. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I think he's, <laughs> too, he's too busy giving you names. It's, uh, I, 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 because uh, I, I need to do my due diligence and do my homework. And, uh, you know, I spoke to Alex King this morning. I've spoken to Neil Jenkins and Mike Forshaw, uh, caught up with all the coaches and just trying to understand what our DNA is. Because if I don't know what our DNA is, then obviously a selection is a key part of that. So it's just, just to get a feel of, uh, you know, Wales 2024, what we look like, feel like, and get an understanding. So there's no doubt you know, having watched the regional game, you know, there's some fantastic young players, uh, you know, in the back three, yeah. not, uh, who are actually, you know, the ability to beat a man, good aerials, scoring tries, and they've got speed. So we talk about the game of rugby, you need three things, speed, skill, size. Speed is so important in the modern game. And, uh, you know, uh, we're seeing, I, I'm in t particular seeing loads of speed at the moment, which is good from, uh, from the Welsh perspective. Yeah, really going back to what your role will be in terms of working on the unstructured side of the game, how easy is it to create those unstructured opportunities? Because, you know, we've seen rule changes in the last few years, 50-22, goal on yep. dropout. In some senses, it, it forces teams to run it back from, you know, deep and, and to maybe... Absolutely, change their arm from five meters out, and it, it creates a, but it probably also creates a lot more structural opportunities. And you know, goal line dropouts are effectively a, a set play now, aren't they? Yeah, they are absolutely bad. And I think that uh, you know, those opportunities from unstructured. If we can be structured in unstructured, we gain an advantage because uh, ultimately there's a, there's a role and there's an accountability, and all of a sudden you're getting ahead of a game or ahead of that moment in the game, and I and I think that's so important. You know. Sometimes from turnover line now, having understanding, you know, where that space is, uh, you know, like uh, the, the the huge part of the game of rugby, it's actually the scanning, the communication and the listening is those skills and talking earlier about uh, the, the age grade is actually coaching uh, that age, that pathway in terms of the ability to scan heads up, communicate what we see and then we execute and, uh, you know, you stick to a process, and I think that that process becomes when it's unstructured is so important, because ultimately that's where the opportunities are in the game. Uh, you know, everyone is, uh, I suppose, when it's a structured situation, you know what's coming, or you've got a good idea what's coming. So if we're able to develop some sort of structure within the unstructured, coming back to rugby chaos. Uh, it gives us a, an advantage, and that's uh, sort of a role which I'm looking forward to. Because I suppose that goes back to your, your first time in charge, and you think back on turnover and transition. Yep. You know, a typical Gatland, Howley team, it'd be two passes, and then you decide whether you're going to kick. And it was a, a, a relatively simple structure, a quite rigid one, but it, it gave you that opportunity to sort of see where the space was. You've done your homework, haven't you, Glenn? Mm. Uh, yeah, look, I, I think that... Every decision on the game uh, that you make is based on the scoreboard and time on the clock. And I think that's so important in the, in the game of rugby because, you know, we've seen in the Rugby World Cup moments in the game, you know, uh, you know, 
whether it's from a turnover or losing an exit, all of a sudden it gives uh, an advantage to the opposition and two passes and they're in the wider channels. So it's identifying those opportunities, but actually realising how important that moment is because we all talk as coaches after the game where we're speaking now, you know, that moment or we lost momentum, we gained momentum. And those moments generally, you know, can from turnovers or kick receptions have huge influences on the scoreboard. Obviously you mentioned working with, with Alex King back yeah. in 2017. What's, what was that relationship like working with him in, in 17? Because it was a, a different dynamic because you were in the head coaching role at that point and he was sort of coming in as a new face in camp. Yeah, look, I play playing with Alex uh, back in Warsaw. Look, we we have a relationship goes back uh, more than twenty years, so it certainly helps when you come together in a coaching team. And you know, for me, uh, whether it's a head coach, and that's the one great thing about Warren Gatland as a head coach, I, I think we all sort of mess in and help each other and support each other. And you know, Alex King is in charge of attack, and hopefully. At some stage, you might ask me for my advice, or you know, I'm more than happy to help and support him. Uh, he understands the game. Uh, I think that being a left-footed number ten uh, gives him a different vision in the game and another understanding from my game at number nine, uh, which can only help. But when you're coaching young players and coaching international players at half-pack in particular, uh, but he. He's a good man, Alex, uh, knows his rugby, and I'm looking forward to working with him again. And I'm, I'm testing your memory a bit here, but I'm on the lookout for a sort of podcast exclusive, but I don't know if you remember that Liam Williams try against England in 2017. Uh, from the left-hand side scrum. That's, that's on the switch. Yeah, two, it was a two, yeah. Is that, that Alex or is that you? Uh, I'll give it to Alex, you know. Our I, I I starters in the Rugby World Cup were excellent, you know, I thought... Uh, the combination of 12 and 13, the variation which we had and our our running lines were were excellent. So I, I think it's a great platform uh, and I think that uh, the skill set of individuals enables you to play in different ways and I, I think that's, I suppose, the challenge in the next sort of four months in particular is the skill set of the individuals uh, and making sure that... Uh, we, we play a game which, obviously, we've got that ability to do with the skill set. You mentioned, as part of the process, you're on the other side of the table, the interview table from Warren Gatland. I mean, what was what was that like? I really enjoyed it, Ben. I, you know, and having an email from the Welsh Review, and you know, I knew who was on the panel. And, you know, I spoke to Warren a couple of days before, and he just, just be yourself. Uh, and I must say, Alison Thorne, who was uh, a non-exec uh, director, uh, she was outstanding. Uh, she certainly asked some difficult questions and poked, poked the bear. Uh, you know, I was uh, sort of interviewed for an hour and 45 minutes, uh, including a presentation of 25 minutes of my sort of, my thoughts on my purpose, my vision and goal of, of age grade, because I was applied for the under 20 role, if that makes sense. Uh, so I, I tried, for those who, who know me, uh, so I tried to do my homework to the best of my ability and I, I caught up with and I made a phone call to uh, Derry Lake and Jack Morgan just on their experience of the pathway for them and how they experienced it. Uh, and it's interesting that not one pathway fits everyone uh, from the age of 18 to 21, 22 or coming out of the under 20s and 
and I'm sure Derry or Jack wouldn't mind me talking about their experience, which they sort of exchanged with me, which which gave me a huge insight into hopefully uh, a mentoring sort of role for players. Uh, you know, as someone mentioned earlier, I think that the we are very fortunate over the last sort of 10 years uh, in terms of the Grand Slams and the players that have come through the system. So I reached out to uh, about seven, eight players who played and asked them if they'd be you know, part of a mentoring system. And I, and I think that's another angle which is brilliant that we can bring in that, you know, Dewey or Jack Morgan at the age of 18 or 21 struggling to go, you know, whether it's through injury, lack of form, what not getting selected talk to players who experienced that and the retention of some of those players can stay in the game and also benefit those who might be going through a tough time on and off the field uh, can keep them in the game and keep them playing and hopefully then uh, fast tracking that international pathway in terms of the pathway I mean you sort of touched on it there a bit as well are there any aspects that you think need to be a bit better than what they have been any aspects that really need to improve? Uh, I, I just think in terms of oh, 24 hours late, you know, you're asking a question. <laughs> I have to experience it first. And I think, you know, Hugh Bevan, uh, who is uh, head of rugby, interim head of rugby at the moment, uh, look, he probably can answer that question. Uh, I, I've got a very limited experience of probably the answers that you want in. Uh, my, my experience is talking to Jack and Dewey uh, you've got two to co-leaders who, I suppose, uh, two, three years got to the top of the international game. We must be doing something right. Yeah, yeah. You know? absolutely. Yeah. As you sort of mentioned in, in the statement, it, it has been an extremely challenging time for you these last four years, yeah. since 2019. Uh, and you mentioned just how supportive Warren has been. But, but how, how are you navigated these last four years, because obviously it, it's clear to see that you're delighted to be back, but it, it's obviously not been an easy road to get it, has it? Do you know, I can't answer that. I don't know how. Uh, obviously, through the support of my family and friends, uh, that that support has been unwavering. Uh, you know, back in 2019, as I mentioned earlier, uh, it's got dark days, and thankfully, uh, through actually really looking myself in the mirror and what I'd been through with my sister, I, I you know, I need, I needed help, I needed support, and I reached out and needed to see a professional, professionalism, professional help, and I was able to see a psychologist over two, three months, and you know, put me on the straight and narrow, and uh, through then the love and the support, then uh, I must say, uh, you know, Rugby Canada and World Rugby were, you know. A great support at the time to enable me to come back into the game that I, I love and I'm passionate about and and then just working and staying in contact with people I think that's so important uh, particularly when you know you talk to coaches when you're coaching tier two tier three countries to I mentioned to uh, Steph before about being a student of the game and I almost a big advocate of that and you know, maybe catching up with a Neil Jenkins after Six Nations or catching up with Warren Gatland before the World Cup and understanding nuances in the game, something which, you know, we don't know it all as coaches and we, we learn off each other and what what's he seeing and and all of a sudden then, you know, those those dark days become a little bit lighter and uh, 
I love my work and I'm so glad to be back in a, in a place where I've had so many fantastic memories. I'm a very passionate and proud Welshman and hopefully, uh, hopefully I say to add value to what is, I think is a very creative and new unique, unique role which the union uh, have put with myself and Richard. Well, when you sat in the coaching box up there, when we played Scotland, was it less than two months now? Um, that's going to be a special moment, isn't it, when you're standing up in the anthem? It's been yeah, sung. there may be a tear there, Steph. I'm sure, you know, because, uh, as I said earlier, I didn't think I'd be maybe back in this role and to be to be in that stadium, 72,500, maybe the... Hang on, it might have gone up by now, isn't it, in terms of... <laughs> it could be 74,000, 74,500. To be there on a Six Nations Day uh, again... Uh, very proud. I think everybody's glad to see you back. Thanks, Steph. Thanks, Ben. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, as Steph said, it's a pleasure to see you back. Uh, a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Um, thank you, Rob. If you have enjoyed the podcast, do make sure to leave a review wherever you listen. Uh, it really does help us out. And until the next one, goodbye.